Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush in Louisville. Nick, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. We got spring football. We do. We do. But uh, I want to start this podcast with even uh, uh, more outstanding news from the state of Kentucky, Nick Roush. Oh, I love outstanding news from the state of Kentucky. Let's hear it. Story Sheeler. From Arley Boggs Elementary, located in Letcher County. Arley Boggs Elementary is formerly known as Eola Elementary, which I went where I went, Nick Rouse, for the oh. first five years of my, my, my from my education track that led me to the University of Kentucky. But Story Sheeler won the state archery championship and finished second in the nation. Wow. How about that? From Letcher County. Oh, man, them bucks are in trouble whenever Story <laughs> Sheeler comes out with the bow. That's awesome. Isn't yeah. that awesome? Freddie. Hey, man, I, 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 I know this is a football podcast, but stuff like that really gets to me when I, when I hear uh, it's brought to my attention that folks from back home are, are achieving like that. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's a big accomplishment. And folks don't realize that archery is, is a fast-growing sport in Kentucky. Uh, it's not just for hunting anymore. I mean, people are doing this uh, uh, competitively, and it's growing. So, congratulations, story. You keep going. Yeah, keep busting them up. I I've heard that archery has become a big deal. I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. That's incredible. Yeah. So, well yeah, done. Yeah, no, story. It, it is. A, it's a big deal. And congratulations, story and Arlie Boggs Elementary. Uh, you, you made this former student very proud. Uh, now, now let's get to uh, what we're here to talk about, Nick Roush, and, and that's Kentucky football. Uh, Brad White was on the, on the podium today, and uh, he seems to really like his defense. And, and, you know, if you really listen to his comments, you can find them on KSR uh, website. It kind of mirrored what we've been talking about leading up to spring practice that, uh, you know, there, there are some issues or, or, or things and at linebacker, outside linebacker, you know, a linebacker, middle linebacker, Jamin Davis vacated. So Kentucky's doing little different things. They're playing a lot of nickel and dime, which, you know, for folks that are not football bennies, a nickel is five defensive backs, dime is six defensive backs. Football Freddy. outside. Yeah, football Freddy. You take, a, you take a linebacker out and you play with more DBs. Uh, so that's what Kentucky's having to do right now uh, until personnel surfaces or – and I'm going to keep saying this until the arrival of Trevin Wallace. I mean, I, I, I keep pointing at that, that he could be a true freshman, just like Jagger Burton, that could have an impact. But we'll see about that. I mean, a long way to go. But during spring practice, a lot of nickel, a lot of dime packages. And, uh, but he seems to really like this defense. There are some veterans. They talked about the senior leadership. Uh, DeAndre Square, I can say this through personal interaction. With DeAndre, I know DeAndre. Uh, listen, DeAndre Square was a leader the day he stepped on campus. He had, he is a player that had that attitude from the minute he arrived in Lexington to this day. And, and like I said earlier in one of my posts on the website, this is this is Square's defense. He is the he is the quarterback of that defense. And I'm glad to see that that he's a veteran now. He is going to lead that team. Then you have Josh Pascal. 
again, just like DeAndre Square, was a leader the minute he stepped on to that campus and has gone through so much. Josh Paschal is a special – let's take football out of it. Josh and, and DeAndre Square, special young men, right? I mean, we, we could all be working for DeAndre Square and Josh Paschal one day. Uh, and Pascal's leading that defensive front that I feel is, is is under the under the microscope a little bit, Nick. I mean, the potential. I really like what B- B- Bully McCall's done. Lost a lot of weight. He seems to be moving around well. But that other spot, there's some young defensive linemen that are going to have to learn from Josh Pascal there. That's more leadership. Yusuf Corker, I think, is the best safety in the SEC going into 2021. You can put. Those three in the same category, leaders from the first day they walked on, um, got on campus. I can remember writing a story about Yusuf Corker when he signed Nick uh, about he had a book that he wrote scouting reports on all the receivers that he faced in high school. <laughs> you, you factor in it that he's what six foot two fifteen or so. And yeah, very probably, physical, maybe even instinct. bigger, six two. With that, yeah. yeah, with that work ethic, that's why he's a senior leader. Keep going, Devontae Robinson. Don't think we talk enough about Devontae. Same thing, a very serious natured young man, uh, uh, just focused on everything he does. He's another leader. So there are some leaders on senior leaders on that defense that I think is going to carry them. Uh, but but White said something today that you have. Veterans, then you have newcomers, and there's not a lot in between. Uh-huh. And, and, and that is something that's going to be a, a task for him. But uh, I'm working on a post right now for the website that I'm going to make a pretty bold claim about Brad White, and I'm going to back it up, and I'll take any arguments about it, and, and we can discuss it. But but I, I think he is a tremendous coach and really likes what he sees from his defense. Yeah, and Freddie, uh, I've been doing this a while now. Uh, I think this will be my eighth, ninth spring practice. I can't keep up. But I've been doing this a while, and typically you get – coaches are pretty boring during spring practice, all in all, especially in a Mark Stoops. You know, you, you want to pump the brakes on expectations. But Brad White's out here talking about how, how much he loves going to work because – he really, really likes his team. You know, it's he's going to acknowledge it's, it's early. There's going to be some ups and downs. But the way that there's balance in young talent and upperclassmen that can push them along, how the upperclassmen have embraced that leadership role. DeAndre Square was at the facility until 7 p.m. Their practice ended at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. And he was so frustrated by Liam Cohen's offense, it, they were giving him new looks that he was just like w- him and a couple other linebackers just essentially stayed up there all day trying to figure it out. And he said, you know what? We're probably going to be staying up here, uh, you know, until seven o'clock on Thursday too. That, I mean, that gets you fired up and yeah, <laughs> there, there's, there's no other way or, around it. I'm, I'm fired up Freddie. I can't, I can't wait to see these guys out there. Yeah, they're special. I mean, they're and you know we we left out Jordan Wright. I mean, he, he's another one. He's another senior that that you know is a hard worker. That transition from a basketball player to a football player uh, has done a great job as far as developing. I think he, you know you expect him. He needs to have a big year, being the experienced outside linebacker. Uh, to uh, Terrell Asian is an, is another yet veteran senior that we didn't talk about mm-hmm. earlier. He he is you know he, he is a dude, man. 
Uh, I don't think we talk about him enough. I mean, just that secondary, that third level of the secondary is dynamic. I mean, let's just say it. It's dynamic with Corker, with Asian, with Robinson. Uh, you know, then you then you bring in the youngster and, and T, uh, Vito Tisdale. So, well, and that's why I'm not concerned about the corners, Nick. Is because that's that third level is so good, so veteran. They can make up for youthful mistakes on the corners, uh, and so I, I'm very I'm very uh, uh, hopeful to watch this Kentucky defense based on that third level. Well, and to your point on that third level, you know, there's only two safety positions. So what's Brad White doing? He's changing up how – I mean, they still have their base defense where you have a Jack linebacker and a Sam linebacker. You're, you're two of your edges on your 3-4. But yeah. last year when they, they got a little thin on the edge, we saw on the final depth chart that Vito Tisdale was playing Sam. Huh? Yeah. What, what's all yeah. this? It's And essentially, as White said, we still have that base package. But what they're going to do to get some more of their talented safeties on the field is this sort of medium package, which I don't have quite a grasp on yet. I mean, this is – I mean, we're just a few hours after hearing that they're going to be doing more and more of this. But essentially, instead of having a linebacker out there, kind of like what they did with the when they were dropping eight against Mississippi State and they had Boogie Watson playing coverage a lot to the field side, they're just going to move a safety there. So essentially, you're yeah. going to have almost two nickels where it just gives Vito Tisdale, Devontae Robinson, and Joel Williams, a guy who uh, yeah. some people forget about from Louisiana, highly touted four-star corner for, four-star DB from Baton Rouge, you're giving them more opportunities to, to be yeah. on the field and make plays in space. And that's exciting. Like, I, yeah, I, the white, you can tell he's got a little pep in his step because he's got all these fun tools to do new and different kind of things where you can rush the traditional way and be, you know, drop back into cover three, or you can get exotic and, and bring that, that safety slash outside yeah. linebacker off the edge. You know, and, and people like me, you and Adam, everybody's going to be trying to tell everybody this is a this is a new thing, but it's not. Kentucky has ran this defense before. It's just it's just a variation off of the three four. It just you're taking out personnel, you're putting personnel. But defense in 2021 is about specialization. That's across the board, and that starts with the NFL and has worked its way down into college football. But uh, Brad White's first year, okay, heavy on the heavy on the pass rush, 33 sacks. Calvin Taylor, you know, was dynamic and, and, and got his hands up in there. Boogie Watson had a big year. And, and, and now he's using what is his best personnel group, which is the third level of a secondary, and he's turning that into a focal point of his defense. And that's what great defensive coordinators do. And, yes, I use the term great. Uh, and you know me, I don't like that term. I think it's overused, overplayed. But you name, you name me right now, Brad, uh, Brad White. Nick Roush, you name me one SEC defensive coordinator that you would take instead of Brad White. I mean, you could say the Alabama coordinator. I don't even know his name. Pete Golding. Yeah, he's kind but of – But, my God, I mean, you got seven, eight draft choices on that on that defense. I mean, is it a great defense because of scheme? They're very well coached, extremely well coached. But I, you got a bunch, a bunch of pros. Texas I, A&M. Is, is, is a program that, that is strong defensive. They actually led the SEC in total defense. That's an argument. I Georgia. Bet if you were doing but, again, all those a, pros. 
I bet if you were doing a lot like a list trying to rank them, they would put some guys up there higher because of experience. So like like Barry Odom, he he was a head coach in the league. They would rank him higher. Uh, you know, Mike Elko at Texas A&M. Yep. You know, he, he's been great in the league for a long time. Yeah. But, but White's up there with the best of the best. There's there's but no you, denying that. Factor in salary, Nick Roush. And then I'm trying – I don't know when this is going to air. I'm kind of leading – giving away some of my posts. Oh, you factor can give in, it away if you want to. Factor in production and salary and personnel. Three factors. Who's the most valuable defensive coordinator in the Southeastern Conference? Don't you I don't think me, it's Freddy? close. It's Brad White. It is Brad White, hands down. Hands down, Brad White. But anyway, that's for another day. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's taking a strength in that third level, and he's put it. thing that jumped out at me, Nick, these football coaches at Kentucky and everywhere are alpha dog competitors. Mm-hmm. The, they, would rather go, they would rather do anything in the world than to lose. To me, Brad White has a little pep in his step, and he, he, he's a little bit more uh, rambunctious in his comments, and he, his excitement level is up because he's getting challenged by Lee and Cohen. I mean, they're oh, going to yeah. compete. I mean, they're going to compete. I mean, they may be buddies off the field, right. but, on, but on the practice field, during the spring practice, that's the enemy. <laughs> well, they're going to compete. So it tells me that, that Cohen's system has, is installing fast and has been successful to some point against this defense. That is rare. Defense always wins early spring practice. Mm-hmm. And, so and that what? just tells me I'm getting more excited about <laughs> Cohen's offense because if they're giving a coordinator like Brad White a little bit of trouble, look out. We can start talking about Cohen's offense, but I wanted to mention too, part of the stuff – like like Square and, and a lot of these guys is typically this first week. You know you can kind of go through the motions, Freddie. You don't have Not any now. shoulder pads on. <laughs> you, you you know what the other teams are going to do. But I mean, Square even talked about the outside zone. You know we're seeing a lot of stuff that gave us trouble last year. How yeah. infuriating was every third and fourth and short at Missouri last year because that stupid outside zone with Larry Roundtree. It just very Kentucky couldn't get off the field. Now they're going to be seeing it every day. So yeah, I, it, it's. It's got me fired up, Freddie. What I like Kentucky's about it, offense is going to make their defense better. What I, I agree. I agree 100%. 100%. What I like about it is 15 sessions of spring ball, no spring game. They may have some kind of – I mean, I don't know. I've not heard, but a video portion of a spring – I don't know how they're going to do it. The Kentucky opens up with Louisiana Monroe. I don't think we're going to see a, a, a very deep playbook in that game. I, I mean, just to be honest, won't have the, to. They're going to run the power eye and just ram it down. I mean, it won't have to. <laughs> so that gives Kentucky a, a competitive edge for its first SEC game against Missouri, who I think is going to be pretty daggone good. Uh, you know, not seeing that offense, that, that's going to give them an edge. So I like what I'm seeing. I like the I like the competitive juices flowing in Brad White. Uh, after the second day of spring practice, and, and that's something that I'm going to look forward to. But, again, you're, you're going to hear a lot about this defense that Kentucky's running. Some of it is about necessity. If, you, if you're facing a def- an offense that, that, that throws the football or does, it has exotic formations, you're going to need an extra DB in there. But uh, it is what it is. It's, it, 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 but again, the focus is going to be on 
who is going to play Jack linebacker? I mean, Justice Dingle there, KDB Daniel. I saw on, on the weights listed that McDaniel was down weight, which may give him some more mobility and explosiveness and twitchiness in the pass rush. And, and then who's going to take the place of Jamin Davis? There was a nice video UK come out with uh, earlier about some linebackers, Jared Casey. So we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. As in, uh, I, I like too that it's early. There's there's a lot of moving parts, but we like where the parts are right now in UK's defense. On the offensive side, Freddie, did you did you see Coach Cohen in practice? Did you see the the, the I did. bit? I, I did. I like that they, as much as we want to talk about the quarterbacks, I like that they slid in a little bit of Quentin Wilson just yeah. telling Coach Cohen, like, like he kind of quizzed him and he got it right. And y- you could see that it's it's all business, but there is a little bit of like, okay, we can kind of, you know, we can yeah. lighten things up a little bit as well. Right. But And we also didn't get the um, just here is Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen. Like we got a little bit of everybody, even Kyle Sharon yeah. wasn't it rip deep. So, you know, yeah. I, that's yeah. like, and it, it's, it's, there was a couple of Kai Sharon too. So it sounds like, uh, Colin likes Kai quite a bit too. Yeah. I mean, it's, he, you know, again, we, we talked about it. We've both written about it. This quarterback competition, it's going to be settled till deep in the fall camp. Right. Right. And who knows if we're even going to know when we're going to Monroe, Louisiana Monroe. So, you know, uh, it is what it is on the quarterback competition, but, but here's the deal. I don't know if it was the, uh, intent of that video. But if I, if I am a recruit and I see that, who does not want to play for a coordinator with that much energy, that NFL experience, and, and somebody that, that you know, you're hearing offensive players say, that, listen, it's fun. You know, we talked about it on the football podcast, in the KSR football podcast. We had a Kentucky receiver in Josh Ali saying he wished that they had practice yesterday, which they didn't. I mean, the receivers you got guys who are staying to watch film until seven o'clock at night. Like these dudes are jacked up. I I love it. I absolutely. Yeah. And it speaks to this. And I've said this many times, Mark Stoops has built a program, not a series of teams. And with that comes culture. Deandre square is a culture influencer at Kentucky. He will not let younger players jack around and not maximize their their effort and talent on the football field. In other words, he will light your brakes. He will light you up if you're if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Josh Pascal will light you up if you're not supposed to if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, it came out that Pascal was three hundred five. I yeah. saw Josh Pascal on Monday. Yeah, three hundred five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, <laughs> UK, they 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 told us they're like, yeah, we kind of messed up on that one. He's two seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> he looks he looks great, which leads me to my next topic. Ooh, Courtney ooh. Love, I, I I before I forget, you talked about Cohen having some energy. Brad White was still catching his breath because he was running the conditioning drills with the linebackers after practice today. Love it, love it, <laughs> love it. I'm telling you, man, this staff that, that Stoops has put together. I mean, they get after it, and 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 they're as competitive as the players, and that's what you have to have, man. That, you know, that, that's what you have to have, and and, you, and that carries on to the games. You know, you compete during the games, but you have to compete during practices. You have to compete during walkthroughs, and 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 my take on it is, competitiveness is one of the major factors that makes a good player great, and makes a good team great, and the further. A team's worth, a team's win-loss record has a lot to do with how far down you drill 
with the term competitiveness. Now everybody's going to compete on Saturday. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's what, that's why you, you signed to play at Kentucky to play in the SEC and stadiums and travel and gear and all that. Everybody, you know, you're going to compete on Saturday. But how far down is that competitive nature going to drill into your preparation? Are you going to compete to be the best linebacker during walkthrough? Are you going to compete in the weight room to do one extra rep? Are you going to compete in conditioning to be the first player to cross the line? The further down you can take the competitive nature in a player, in a team, the better they're both going to be. I like what I see from this football team so far, Nick Roush. Which brings me to our next topic. When I talked about Josh Pascal. I saw Josh Pascal on Monday, and I saw Luke Fortner and Kenneth Horsey. I went to 260 Alumni Drive. Let me make sure that that address is correct. Yes, 290 Alumni Drive. Mm -hmm. Courtney Love is the Director of Player Development there and is doing such a wonderful job. I love Courtney. He is getting these players involved in the community and teaching them so many lessons off the field. Courtney's my guy. I love him, and I'm so proud of him. But the the latest thing that he's doing is a Kentucky Strong uh, food and goods drive for those affected by the flooding in eastern Kentucky. So on Monday, I drove down, and 290 Alumni Drive, let me tell you where that is. You know the circle where you can take a – if you're coming off New Circle, you go down the the second runaround or circle thing. You go into the baseball complex, you take a left, you yeah. take a ride in, into Greg Page over there. Yeah. And they're in their pocket parking lot. So I dropped off, I don't know, six cases of water. And Josh Pascal was there. Luke Fortner was there. Kenneth Horsey and Courtney Love. And uh, I have a car full of ramen noodles, soups, uh, cleaning supplies that I'm going to take down. As soon as we finish this up, I'm taking that down. So I would encourage everybody uh, to give to uh, uh, Kentucky football team is doing this drive to donate. And, and that's at 290 Alumni Drive. It's real yes. easy right there. It's for all and the uh, flood victims. Flooding, yeah, it's for Kentucky. all the flood victims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go down and I'm going to donate uh, again today. Uh, but, Nick Roush, I love that Courtney's getting those guys involved on a state level, too. They do so much in the community of Lexington. I love his initiative here. And I also really appreciate the fact of the, the fact that Luke Fortner, uh, Josh Pascal, and Kenneth Horsey spent five hours of their day after practice collecting goods. That that just shows that 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 that's a great example of leadership personified with those three. And it's going to be a new set of players today. So again, donate if you can. It's for a great cause. It's for Eastern Kentucky, which we all know is is so. Uh, you know, for me personally, that's home. So. I appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, and I texted you the other day too. Like, just Luke Fortner, he just can just make me feel like such an awful person at times because he's always doing something to help others. There's a organization in Louisville that was founded after the tragic. I mean, it was just an absolute tragedy. I mean, two. A family of volleyball players was going to a tournament and got hit by a impaired driver, killed four of them. I mean, just absolutely devastating. And in the wake of that, uh, they've created a foundation. And I want to get the foundation correct uh, because, but they uh, they created this foundation just to help others in need. Like it, it could be at any random time. 
there could be a tragedy elsewhere. I know they helped another family who had an untimely death with some youngsters. And Luke just found out about him, reached out to him, and donated some money to them. Yeah. He didn't publicize it. Uh, he didn't go out of his way to do that. He was just being a nice guy. And it's, I, I wouldn't have found out about it if I did not know, uh, if, if I didn't know the, those people. And if I wasn't, you know, if my wife wasn't in the volleyball community here, but he's just a selfless guy. And I, yeah. I, I, I just, I'm forward by some of his actions uh, from time to time. But the, the foundation is, and now my internet's not working. Let me pull it up really quickly. And then it just went down. It's the, uh, here we go. Here we go. I, I'll, I'll come i'll come back to you with it later okay later. yeah but, but i just yeah. uh, an applause well i'll just say that it's an absolute applause yeah. to those guys and in everything they do to help those in the community even they're not i mean they're in louisville and they're reaching out to help that's just that's awesome man i tell you you know uh a few years back i said that steven johnson was my all-time favorite player at kentucky because look he was undersized he was a juco guy that came in nobody expected anything and he he gave every ounce of his body his soul and his effort to that kentucky football program and led them to to ball games and my respect for stephen johnson is through the roof stephen johnson i'm sorry you've been you've been bumped to second place luke fortner is my all-time favorite player at the university of kentucky sorry steve uh, it, yeah, it's the uh, leslie and ryan prather foundation there at lrpf.com lrpf.com lrpfd.com excuse me lrpfd.com doing great work in the city of yes just helping those in need whenever whenever tragedy strikes yeah and the fact that luke did that i mean it doesn't surprise me i mean we hear about what all he's done with the with toyota's car that they pushed the 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 kid the kids from the uk children's hospital to the game to i mean you hear about that but but Luke does so much that you don't hear about, like what you just described. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, just I, I can't, I can't bend, I can't begin to describe the respect I have for Luke Fortner. Uh, gives everything he's got on the field. Uh, he will, yeah, he will have a legitimate shot at the National Football League. Came back for an, for an additional year. He's a six year senior. Already graduated with an engineering degree. He's getting his MBA. Uh, again, one of those guys that we're all going to be working for someday. So, um, just hats off, man. I mean, mm -hmm. to what what he what he stands for, what he does for that team. Same with Josh Pascal. Um, you know, we, we've the beauty of this football team this year, Nick Roush, is some of the things that a, that the fan base has complained about the basketball team. We don't know these guys. You know, they're here for a short time, then then they're gone, which is part of the game. And, and I say, listen. It, for those basketball guys, you can get your money. Go. I, I love it. It's all about the players. But this football team, we've seen these guys grow up. I wrote an article about Yusuf Corker, how he prepared for receivers in high school by writing notes on it from a junior to a senior year. And, and then we see that come to fruition as a senior now, as the best safety in the SEC, and, and he's a leader of this football team. We've seen Josh Paschal come from, from Our Lady of Good Counsel in Maryland to be a tremendous uh, true freshman, to battling cancer, coming back, being such a motivation. Now he's he, he's he's projected to the National Football League, but does all this great work in the community. Luke Fortner, one of many players that Vince Merrill's brought in from Ohio. Uh, 
you know, I compared him to John Toast. I can remember writing an article on, on Fortner coming to Kentucky and I compared him to John Toth. And, and I think that comparison is pretty, is still true today. Uh, Luke Fortner is a guy we're talking about off the field, but on the field, he can, I mean, you know, we all look at the videos and say, well, we got Fortner right guard, left guard. Let me tell you right now, Luke Fortner's playing guard, left guard, right guard, and center. You know, his, 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 his diversity in his game is one thing that, that is special. But as a person, man, I tell you, I, I, he is my all-time favorite. And, you know, sorry, sorry, Stephen, I loved you. You had a great run, but, you know, you're mm-hmm. still in my top five. You're number two now. Mm-hmm. Luke Fortner's taking your place. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with being second. I know some people think if you're first, you're last. It's, no, that's not the case. It's okay, Stephen. Don't, don't, yeah, <laughs> Stephen, calm. Don't, don't be mad at Freddie. This isn't Freddie's fault. You can take it out on Luke <laughs> when you see him. Uh, next topic. I'm going back. I'm going back to the mountains on this next topic, topic Nick Rouse. Oh, okay. Hit me. My Harlan County Bulls, third and fourth grade AAU team, went to Northern Kentucky and finished second in the state in the state championships. All wow. the way from Harlan County. Yeah. How about that? And I watched every game. But, uh, Coach Eddie Creech is involved. His son, Trey, is the point guard, and, and they video the game. I watched every game. I was so into that. Uh, tournament, but yeah, they they came all the way from Harlan County and finished second in the state tournament. Hats off to the Bulls. I know this is a heavy Eastern Kentucky accomplishment mm-hmm. uh, podcast so far, and I'm not going to apologize for that because listen, I, I I love that part of the state. I'm from that part of the state, and when there are accomplishments, I'm going to recognize them. So, congratulations to the Bulls, Nick Roush. Congrats to the Bulls. I'm I'm excited around here because my DeSales Colts are they're, they're rocking and rolling postseason basketball we got a lot of postseason basketball high school basketball coverage coming up on KSR district tournaments are this week regionals are next week I know we're going to be streaming the 13th region which were you were you 13th region Freddie or were you I was 15th? 13th region you were 13th, 13th so yeah so your your region is going to be highlighted online on KSR we're going to have coverage of all the regional tournaments I'm going to be at the sixth and seventh region and my Colts they have not been to the state tournament, to the Sweet 16 since 1979. And we won the LIT in the district championship tonight. And frankly, Freddie, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about it because yeah. my buddy's on the coaching staff. I'm really just like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Just do it. So who, 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 the, who the Colts got tonight? They got uh, Western tonight in the district championship. They're they're the favorites. They're they're top 10 in the state, man. They're rock and rolling. Sekou Cal is going to Akron. He's big 6'10" uh senior forward but the regional player of the year he's only six foot but this Devin Perry kid scoring like 25 points a game I'm I'm shocked that there there aren't schools clamoring to get him but they will soon enough they will soon enough yeah KSR on the website I mean be prepared we're we have all 16 regions going to be covered I know I have 14 15 and 16 so I'm excited to get back into eastern Kentucky and, and do my best with basketball coverage, and, and, and we're, but we're going to provide coverage from Region 1 to 16, and, and we're going to mm-hmm. keep you up to date. We're going to keep you informed as the teams uh, make their track to, uh, to Rupp Arena for the, for the Sweet 16, and, and that's exciting. And we already got buzzer beaters, too. There was a – Western, who's playing the sales night, they got there with a half-court shot in double overtime that banked in, and then <laughs> – and then – there was a game, it was, I believe, Anderson County versus Woodford County. So you, the Yellow Jackets from your 
current home county, they went down by two with 1.3 seconds left or something. The coach called a timeout right before a kid banked in and had another half-court shot for the win. It's just oh. brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. That is brutal. That is oh, brutal. You know, I, I know I know. this is a football podcast, but, man, this is Kentucky, and then Sweet 16 is special. It really and, is. Uh, it really, fun, it truly I, is. And that's yeah. why I want my team to get there. I, I, I want to go and have something to cheer for. I don't know how they're doing all that stuff yet as far as attendance and everything, but – if they're at Rupp, I got to find my way into that arena. <laughs> yeah, I covered the Sweet 16 one year uh, with with Trey, and that was the year that Bowling Green made their march through and, and won a state championship. So uh, hopefully I'll be there too. And hopefully um, I'm adopting regions 14, 15, and 16. Hope I, I'm excited that one of my teams will be there that I'm covering. So uh, it's time it's time to dance, Nick. So it is it's it's that time of the year. Uh, you did a great job on the football podcast on our brackets. I'm hearing a lot of people uh, talk about that. So that was I a love, lot of fun. I, I love all the people that have found old Hell Mummy sweat towels. I didn't realize that they had like monogrammed Hell Mummy signatures on towels that they sold to fans back in the day. My sister found one. Did I, I, I tweeted that. <laughs> yeah, I so, did not know they made those, but our friend LL Cool John had them too. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's so awesome. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm – a, obtain that how mummy tell and we can put it on display at ks bar or something so i don't know but i i got one and that's a good thing uh, uh nick i, I made a, a purchase oh what kind of purchase i bought a an octane fitness rowing machine oh a rower those are man those are fun but they can they can whip your butt yeah i i'm i'm coming i'm fresh off of a workout on that thing and it's I got, yeah, I, I've had the band, I got bands, you know, I don't use weights. I use bands mm -hmm. uh, for lifting and, and doing that. But that rolling machine kicked my butt this morning. Uh, I'm slowly working my, the times that I can do it and the resistance is increasing, but that's a great workout, man. I got it over at Scheller's and, and off of Harrisburg road, non-paid advertisement, by the way. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a game changer, man, but uh -huh. it's a, it's a hoss. I mean, I, I didn't, it's a big machine and uh, you know, it's in my living room. So you come visit me, just, <laughs> uh, you, know, you, can you, you jump down and get you a few reps in, but yeah, that's it's a game changer. You know, I, I'm walking four miles a day, but like today, you know, I had to do some writing and do the podcast and got to do some business side of KSR that I also do. And, you know, by the time I'm done, it's supposed to be raining for the next 24 hours. So, you know, I'm taking the X factor of weather, the fourth phase of football, as I like to say it, the weather. I'm taking right. that out of the equation. I have an indoor facility here at my house, so <laughs> there's no excuse for me going forward. I, I like, too, that we've uh, we've gone from <laughs> – we've gone from talking about our diets and now we've got to upgrade our exercise equipment because that's, that's what I did. I did exactly that's the next that. step. We, we, it's, you bought that. We, we bought one too yesterday. We, but we actually, uh, we, we went with the exercise bike. We had a crappy one. It was time to upgrade. So yeah. got it, got it set up last night. And instead of sitting on my butt while watching TV, I biked eight miles. So yeah, that's I, what I, I do. You know, I feel much better uh doing a little something something so we're gonna be slim and trim come football season you watch out big blue nation i hope so I, well you know my routine is you know I, I get up early and 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 take care of things and then uh 
you know, during chaos, during the radio show, that's when I do my rowing. So I, you know, it takes my mind off of the, how bad it sucks, but you know, I listen to the <laughs> Matt Drew and Ryan and Shannon, but you know, that's, that's, that's my routine that I have to stick with. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, speaking it, it, it's of body, good to have yeah. distractions, you got to have a good distraction while you're working out or else it's just going to yeah. be miserable. Speaking of, of, of trans transitioning bodies, I got fresh ink, Nick Ralph. Oh, did you print off the new roster? No, I have fresh ink on my arm. Oh, I thought you were talking about like printed paper, fresh ink. Wait, you another tattoo? Yep. I'm yep. Two down, one more to go. Yeah, I got this one yesterday. Lauren over at uh, Tattoo Charlie's off New Circle Road, non-paid advertisement. Uh <laughs> did a great job, you know. My first one, I, here's the deal with me and tattoos. I've always wanted them, been too chicken to get them. I'm at the age now that listen. I don't care what, you know, you know, I just don't care. You know, you know what I mean? You get to that age that I don't care what anybody thinks about that, you know, me getting tattoos. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, I guess I'm in that get off my lawn phase, which instead of, uh, you know, wearing long pants and, and, and sitting on the porch, I'm getting tattoos, but yeah, I got, I'm getting three, three tattoos, Nick Roush. Oh man. Yeah, two down. My first one was a power K. And here's here's my plan. It's mm -hmm. on my right forearm. I'm gonna leave that alone. That that's that's gonna be a solo tattoo because uh well, Lauren did, did a great it, too. Yeah. It's my yeah, and, and I'm leaving that alone. That that's gonna be my right arm is gonna be so uh, one and done as far as tattoos. Yesterday I went over at three o'clock and got uh, my old regimental crest from the 64th armored regiment. Oh, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an elephant with the outline and it says we, we pierce on it. You know, that that's the regimental slogan per se, uh -huh. but a regimental crest is like the logo. It's like the, it's like the UK. It's like the power K. So, you know, Kentucky is, is giving me my life. The university of Kentucky is giving me my life uh -huh. and I've made lifelong friends at UK and still remain. You know, I would have never met you if it hadn't been for UK, for example. Right, so right. Uh, that's special. That's going to be there. The regimental crest was my first army home that I had. And I have two lifelong friends that we talked yesterday. And this is, we're talking about way back in the nineties, we were together in, in that regiment. So it has meaning to me, you know, it has people, that, you know, my circle, a circle of trust, I guess, is that movie says it is so small that <laughs> you know if people, yeah. if I have, if, if if things influence me, if people influence me, then that's what I'm doing. And my third one is going to be my favorite one, and I'm not going to say what it is, but it is, uh, you know, the first one shows respect to UK. Second one, uh, my love of, of military service and the unit that produced two of my best friends that I had so much fun in and have so much respect for the regiment. And then the third one is going to be a tribute to my family. So there it is. Man, that's exciting. Yeah. Ink your whole body. No, just three. <laughs> Tradition is you have to have an odd number of tattoos. It really? So yeah. Or it's bad luck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Phil oh, Roberts man. told me that. I'd never oh, heard no. of it. Yeah. You, well, when are you getting the next one? Because you, you're going to be walking. You're going to be a walking uh, black cat 
until you get well, that next one. Here, here's the the caveat to that. Lauren has already made the outline, so. Oh, okay. So you're that, that starts there. the process. Yeah, okay. it starts the yeah. process. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But here, here's the fun part. So I booked Lauren at Tattoo Charlie Charlie's on Nicholasville on New Circle Road, non-paid advertisement. From 12 to 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. on a Saturday. And I'm going to be bringing family members with me, and we're all going to get the same tattoo. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's, like, it's, it's like our family crest, put it that way. Oh, that's awesome. It's like our family logo. So I got the UK logo, the Army logo. Is it a have my family logo. Out of the back now, of a football helmet? I, I wish it was, but no, that's that, that, that's what if we could get a tattoo mullet tattooed to the back of your neck? That would be cool, but I'm too big of a, a chicken for that. You know, <laughs> Lynn Bowden's neck tattoo was in our bracket in the right. KSR football pocket. I don't see how in the world he, I mean, my God, the, the, when she was doing the inside of my form, mm -hmm. it was all I could do was to, <laughs> I mean, that hurt, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm glad I had my mask on because I was, I was that, that was a little painful, but yeah, that that's me and tattoos. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. We've got a daily tattoo or a weekly tattoo update from Freddie. I <laughs> yeah. did not foresee this happening this off season. <laughs> yeah. I asked Lauren, I said, do you tattoo a lot of old people like me? He just started laughing. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. I'm having fun with it, man. Good, you know, you good. Know, that's all I'm that at matters. that stage of my life. If I'm having fun, if I'm laughing, smiling, and I'm happy that, you know, it, I, I, it's enough for me. Back mm -hmm. to football. Okay. This Lee and Cohen offense you know, is is going to be I, – I just have a feeling from all the indications that I'm seeing, uh, you know, I, I really do think that it's going to jump. I, I think it's going to flourish. Year one, I think, uh, you know, hopefully – Students can keep coin around if this thing goes as well as I think it could go until some of those young receivers get into the flow of things and, and, and get their college legs under them. Uh, yeah, but, but the quarterback position, you know, I think you and I nailed it talking leading up to spring practice that it's not going to be decided in these 15 practices because Cohen is, 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 is Cohen's intent is to fully expose Will Levis to Kentucky and to give him a chance to compete for that starting quarterback position. Right. Which right. leads me to believe he is high on Will Levis. I mean, you can't interpret that any other way than he is extremely high on Will Levis. So we've all made guesses on who we think the quarterback's going to be. We can throw that out uh, because uh, the perception is Levis may have an upper hand here. Uh, but, you know, he's going to have to win the job. Allen and Gatewood are going to have for 15 spring practices under their belt, which puts them in an, in an advantageous position. But Levis is going to get a chance to compete. So, you know, it, this thing's going to come down to fall camp and how they announce it, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But but this this quarterback deal is going to be something fun to watch. No, it, it is. But like you said, Freddie – uh, it, it's going to take some time for us to get all the way there because he is so high on Levis. Uh, you know, he's even though he's not there, he's kind of got the early leg up. But now it's this these guys' turn to to do what they can to get a leg up. And the thing that he really stressed when talking about the quarterbacks the other day is that a lot of 
what they're trying to do this spring is get everybody in sync. That's not just the stupid band boy band name. This isn't just to say, well, we're running the plays right. No, this means that everybody's feet are doing the exact same thing every single time on this specific play where the yeah. footwork is become second nature. And that's yeah. how these guys, uh, he, he used the term operationally to describe it a lot. That's where they have to take advantage of their time now with Cohen so that when they're, you know, running X play out of the base offense, that it's perfected from a footwork and fundamental standpoint, you know, execution, you're not going to complete every single pass. You're just not, right. but you can get, you can have your feet in the right spot and make the right decisions. And, and that can at least get you, uh, I, I don't want to say to even with Levis, but like, there's no denying that that he really likes that guy so to to play catch up and to try to get ahead now the time is now the time is now for these guys it is you know i wrote about that on the website about install you know we've all heard about the term install a thousand times right now well what what does that really mean uh you know install is short for installation that's that's when a coach's offensive coordinator's intent is taking over and on to the play field onto the playing field practice field and his vision becomes reality through execution, through repetition and production. But I gave a small example in that article on, on the install about how something as simplistic as a handoff has so many fundamental and technique uh, nuances that these quarterbacks are going to do 100 times a day at least. Now, under the center, and, and the video is coming out of spring practice, we've seen some under the center, you know, if you're doing a basic outside zone to the right, all right, this is how we did we ran that play. This is 100 years ago, but it's a lot of the same principles still apply. If you're going to your right, that means before, right before the snap, you take a small cheat step with your off foot, your left foot, if you're going to the right. What that means, you drag your foot just a little bit. That way, your next step has to be at a direct 45-degree angle towards the handoff spot, which is the outside hip of the running back. That's your path. So if you mess up your cheat step and your first step is not 45 degree angle right towards that running back, you're going to miss the handoff or it's going to cause the running back to be delayed in where his, his launch point is at the point of attack. See what I mean? So just a simple handoff, the, the technique, the fundamentals in that is so detailed that it, it's choreographed. It's like, it's like a dance routine. I mean, cheat step, 45 degree, next step, carry over, uh, extend football outside, uh, outside hip of the running back, carry out your bootleg fate. All right. That leads that simple fundamental or technique by the quarterback leads to the next part of that play handoff to the, to the, to the running back, or, or let's say we're going to run a bootleg. All right. Then ball extended ball hidden. That's your next technique. Ball extended, ball hidden to the to the waist. Ball extended, ball hidden to, to the belt. That's what these call it. The next step after that, in order to bootleg, has to be another 45-degree step. So there can't be wasted steps in any play. And we're just talking about one simple play. That's the level of detail of instruction for fundamentals and technique that these quarterbacks in every position on that offense is having to learn right now. And of all appearances, it, it seems that Kentucky uh, offensively has taken well to this install process 
or enables and which enables them to go the next step. So once you get the fundamentals down, you can concentrate concentrate on the big picture of things. And I think that's what you're going to see from Kentucky towards the end of spring practice leading into fall camp. Man, I just I don't know about you, Freddie, but I don't I don't think I'd be too good at choreography. I mean, that sounds simple, but for for Joey Gatewood, Bo Allen, uh, that maybe really have never though. taken a snap under the center. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot going on there, well, and 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 if you we ask about our players that we think it has to have the biggest impact. Impact. That's why Quentin Wilson was mine because. You know, you get a center that that's not very good. He's going to get knocked back into, and he's going to disrupt that fundamental, that technique of right, two-step, right. forty-five degree angle, extend the football. You know, and plus, if, if that center, Quentin Wilson, is maybe the smartest guy on the team, uh, for him to direct that offensive line, that takes a lot off these quarterbacks. Right, right. Well, because like a lot of it's just turn when you do the old pistol inside zone stuff, it's just turn and hold the ball out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. step, get to this point and then then hold the ball out at step four and keep it there for a little bit. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. there's just more to it. There's a lot more to it. So yeah. Um I I'm I'm just I like the fact that these guys are almost I don't want to say overwhelmed, but they're really throwing a lot at him. But it seems yeah. like that they've they've taken it quite well, you know. Where yeah. like that it's it's a fun new challenge. And I think when you talked about hitting a reset button, hitting refresh, this is what Mark Stoops wanted to see from his program now that we're in what year eight, nine, yeah, like, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know that, that's why I think Quentin Wilson's so important at center is because one, once that center gets everything down, then you know you can you can you know because I mean <laughs> Again, it's a little bit different on the field than it is from where we see it because, you know, I can't tell you the number of times that I went up to the center and I'm like, dude, what, what I call it on, you know? I mean, I forgot the snap count by the time I called it, got to the last oh. room and started looking around. See, I'd have to say, hey, hey, what's it on? And you're the guy who's supposed to be calling it. I I, I hate it. I, I hate it when I had to do that. Be like, hey, turn the game. What are we doing this one on? You yeah. actually had to call out the cadence. Well, here's the deal, man. I mean, you got so much on your mind. And, and you know, you go back and, you know, then, then the, the games were delayed. You could watch them after your game. Uh, you know, if you played at one, the game came on at 1130 or something, you know. Uh, so I would watch the, the TV version of our games, and they'd be like, well, look at the quarterback making adjustments at the line of scrimmage. No, I was asking the center what, what, what did I call? What, what's the, what, what's the cadence? What's the snap oh, count? Oh, that's great. That's you know, great. I'd lean back to Andy Murray. Are we going left or right? What, what I can't, you know. <laughs> and you know, being a good, uh, good, good old ca- team captain from Trinity, uh, Andy's uh, replies to me were normally very heated. Like he, he just what you know, you can imagine. I'm sure there was, to. I'm sure there were never any expletives. No. He's a good Catholic boy, he never curse, never gamble, never drink, never, never yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. all above board. And then the TV would be like, look at the quarterback, he, he making adjustments and calling. No, no, dude, I'm asking what I call the snap count on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, little That's things great. like that. I mean, it's but, but as a quarterback going through install, you know, I've done that. Um, the simple handoff that I just described earlier, 
that is a momentum built. That was, I can't speak for these guys. Mm-hmm. That was a momentum builder for me. So if I mastered that task of cheat step, 45 degree angle, spin the football, you know, in my mind, if, even if it's just a simple handoff, if I got all my online checks right, my cadence was right, my technique fundamentals was right, just to hand off to the football on a simple play, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, that was a check. Because you get a, a check or a minus on every play, you're graded like a, like a college test. So the more of those checks that built up for me, the more confident I was on third and seven to throw the football because I'm, I won that play. I did my job on that play. Let's go to the next one. You know, I did my job on that play. Let's go to the next one. That's how I, me personally, that's how I built momentum going from one offense to the next is, okay, I got a check mark. Good job. File it. What's the next play? You know, keep going. So little things like that are going on. So it, it's, uh, you know, it's never what you really think it is on the field. And, and I wish that they were some mic'd up moments for these guys, you know, during actual games, it, it, it could be pretty funny out there. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Pretty. Yeah. Well, Nick, it's been fun, man. Yeah. Um, it's been great. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, to limp to my car and, and take a bunch of m- more stuff over to, to Courtney, those guys. Mm-hmm. And again, I would, uh, I would ask that if you can, and, and you're in town, go to 290 alumni drive. Uh, and, and donate for the Eastern Kentucky flood uh, folks that are affected and, and get them some cleaning supplies, some dry good food or water uh, over there to those guys today. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good deal. It, it's good to help. And I'm so proud of Courtney. He's done such a good job as director of player development. You know, I'm so proud of Luke and Josh and Kenneth Horsey and those guys for taking time out to help those that, are less fortunate and have suffered through a tragedy like the floods were. Uh, it makes me, re- you know, I'm, I'm taking my media hat. I'm, pl- I'm putting my former player hat on here. It makes me proud of of Kentucky and I'm proud of Courtney and those players to take time out of their busy schedule to give back to those in need. No, I'm, I'm exactly with you, Freddie. And they aren't just doing it, of course, on Thursday. There's many other dates. Um, you can find it at Courtney Love's Twitter it's on KSR. It's on Luke Fortner's Twitter. There's a bunch of different ways. I'm sure, Freddie, you'll tweet it out at some point as well. Um, it, it's real easy if you think it. about yeah. it. The days that Kentucky practices. Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Saturday. Thursday, Saturday. They're, they're accepting goods. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's from 12 to 6 p.m. On Saturdays, uh, it's 12 to 3. The last one is the 27th of March, and that is from 11 a.m. to 2, 2 p.m. So, yeah. And then – Courtney, bless his heart, Courtney. There, there's little signs. They say Kentucky football on them, and then Courtney put pieces of tape on it and wrote donations. So just follow Courtney's donation signs. You'll find them over there. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, Nick, I hope you have a good weekend, man. You got big plans? Just a lot of basketball. Hope I pick some winners. When are you coming down to the restaurant to, to watch games? Uh, you know, I think I might be doing it Sunday. So – uh, you know. what, what time let me know i'll meet you over there all right I'll, I'll give you a heads up uh haven't figured everything out yet i know or it's one of those things that the regional tournament stuff it's there's yeah. no like set in stone time so i don't know we'll figure it out but i'll be seeing you there freddie all right sounds good uh yeah you we'll can see come you over at ks to... bar too everybody yeah, out there over. you all yeah 
Yeah, come come over to KS Bar Grill for uh, March Madness. Two dollar beers uh, on Sundays. So yeah, come on out. I might be there on Sunday. (laughs) And there'll be KSR people there the whole time. You know, uh, in and out, and come join us.